Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Here by the Owl Podcast is now creating exclusive content over on Patreon. All you have to do is download the Patreon app, search Here by the Owl Podcast, and subscribe. Each month, you're going to get exclusive content just for being a patron. Also, the really cool thing is all of our patrons receive a free gift in the mail. Can't wait for you to join us. Back to another episode of Here by the Owl Podcast. Uh, this episode is just exactly how we describe how we find our content. And so we'll just be on social media and see a really cool idea. And then we reach out to the, that person. So uh, we saw Cam post about um, a really cool activity he implemented in his classroom. And we'll get into that. So we we immediately reached out and we're like, you have to be on the on the podcast. So thanks for, for being here with us. Um, why don't you start by introducing yourself and letting everyone listening and watching know a little bit about where you teach um, and your teaching background. Yeah, so my like she said, my name is Cameron Frazier. So I am in my fourth year teaching. Um, I actually just switched schools in January, um, but I'm at South Putnam Middle School and High School. It's located in Greencastle, Indiana. Um, kind of like our program size, we have about 225 Agid students um, between two of us. So I do have a teaching partner. Um, she's a rock star. I'm really happy um, with the switch that I made. Um, the school size is pretty small. So we have about 550 kids and that's six through 12. So pretty small and we get 225 students. Um, so we get to see a lot of those students come through the program. Um, and then with that, we are not affiliate, but we have about 80 FFA members um, that are pretty active. Awesome. Well, I'm really excited to hear about, um, or hear you kind of talk through it. Like Nikki said, we both saw it on um, social media and like instantly texted each other like we need to reach out to him and um, Nikki was already like oh I already did so um, really excited to have you talk through it and I think it's something that anyone can implement so that's I think my favorite part about it but why don't you just kind of start out by highlighting your activity and letting the listeners know a little bit more about what it is. Yeah so this came about I think during a Germany like open session where everybody was just talking and sharing ideas. And I was like, I think they challenged us to come up with a way to make something we're already teaching more engaging. Um, and I thought of teaching about commodities. It's something we all teach about. It's super important for our students to understand um, about the economic side. So I was like, how can I make this more interesting? Because it's not what I'm currently doing. So um, somebody else shared that they do a flower float or flower parade something and I can't remember exactly who it was so sorry about that part um but then I was like that would be perfect so I kind of merged the, those ideas and came up with this state commodity flow um so kind of what it is is students after we're done talking about what commodities are we, um, we've talked about agriculture the importance of it um we do this state commodity flow so 
basically what they're what students do is they'll have a shoebox size um, little float display um, they have to pick a different state so each kid will have a different state um, and some of the stuff that they have to have in there um, is the top five commodities of that state um, depicted on there they have to have the state's name i also make them look up um, the state's department of agriculture logo because um, i think that's something that our students don't really understand that each state has its own department. So Nikki, that's perfect for you. Um, and then they also have to have a display of the state. So what does the state look like? Um, an outline of it, the state's name. And then I let them, so those are the things that they have to have. And then I let them kind of pick through so they can have a, the, so I have them do four more additional things on top of those. So they can pick from like the state bird, tree, flower, flag something the state's known for maybe a famous person from that state um or just like a graphic landmark that depicts what that state is um and then so i give them that information they kind of do a day of just doing an outline of what it's going to look like um, a day of research trying to figure out what everything is um, and then they bring materials in and they start building um, and it took about a week for them to do um, and I also show them the rubric so that they know exactly what I'm looking for um, when it comes to what this float should look like. I, the creativity of kids, like that's what I think I love about this the most is that you will be surprised what kids really get into something like this. Um, and so seeing your pictures, they were just so cute. Like these are the projects that are hard for a teacher to throw away. Like you're gonna find some place to like stash them and then pretty soon you'll have like 10 of these suckers that you just can't like part with but what I guess now that you've done it what part did you like the most about doing this project yeah so I think for my creative students like this was a way to showcase their creativity um, kind of a different way um, and especially with an assignment that can sometimes be dull um, getting to see that creativity because some of the students that I thought would be all on board gung-ho they're like uh, and then the ones that like did not expect to enjoy it, like they blew it out of the water. So I have a picture of one from, I think it was the Montana float. And like, he was so excited. Like he has, I kept that one cause it was super cool. And he put grass on it. So now all the grass is dead, but still going to hold on to that float because um, it was just cool seeing those students, like their eyes brighten, or I found out more about my students that I didn't know. Like some are from a, a different state that I didn't know. It's like, Oh, Why'd you pick that? Say, oh, well, I'm from there. So that's why I wanted to um, look into that one. So it's kind of cool seeing those little things about it um, in that way. It also kind of is cool just to see. Um, I learned stuff about different states, too, through this. So it was kind of cool seeing like, oh, I didn't know that that was one of the top commodities in that state that's so far away from um, us here in Indiana. Yeah, so how did you really like set it up? Like, did they get to pick their own states? Did they work with partners? Was it an individual thing? How did you kind of go about that? Yeah, so this was kind of the wrap up to our um, just kind of like agriculture then and now. So it's in the first unit, I kind of did it at the very end. So they already knew what commodities were. Um, I made them do it regionally. So they had to identify the top five commodities in that region then. Um, it was just a regular day and I had all their names on a wheel. Um, so like that digital where you just put all their names on and I spun it. And then I showed them a list of all 50 states and told them to pick it. So I didn't tell them anything, what they were going to be doing, but they had to pick 
estate. And I have about 80 students in my intro to ag class that did this project. So I knew that I would be able to hit all of the states. Um, so that was really cool. Um, so they had to pick it that way and didn't know exactly what they were getting into. Um, and then as I was coming up with, okay, how am I going to introduce this state commodity flow? I actually did some research because I knew that National FFA had a float in the Rose Parade um, and found out that was in 2010. So I kind of introduced it that way of, hey, in 2010, the National FFA was featured as one of the um, Rose Bowl Parade floats um, in the Parade of Roses. Now it's your job to create a float based on the state's commodities kind of in that same realm. So I show them a picture of like the original um, drawing of that. So it was kind of cool they got to see that. Um, so that's in the assignment as well. Um, and then I also just talk about like how important um, agriculture is to the world in terms of the economic impact that the commodities make. So it's kind of like wrapping both of those up and like showing, hey, this is something that is super important um, and then that each state is also very diverse and they bring their own thing to the table. So I thought that was pretty cool too. I love when you can like not tell your kids things. I think that's like a hobby of mine because when you get their genuine reaction, when you, when you explain what they have to do, oh my gosh, the best thing ever. So I'm sure your kids were the same way once they were like, well, here I have this state, but I don't, you know, to them, they're like, oh, I'm going to have to do a report and talk about it, do a PowerPoint, right? This is so different. Um, what other elements did you include to help make this project engaging? Obviously not telling them was part of that, the wheel, um, you know, implementing the Rose Bowl um, National FFA float. Um, and the project itself. Any other elements that you included? Yeah, so I actually was at Target and I found a map of the United States. Um, and it's a pretty nice looking map and it wasn't too expensive, um, but I used that and I had it up on display. So the kids saw this random map of the United States in my room that hadn't been there before. So of course, seeing something new in the room and that automatically gets them thinking, oh crap, what are we gonna do today? What's Fraser gonna make us do something <laughs> crazy? Um, and once they actually picked it, I actually wrote their name on a, um, like a little piece of paper and I stuck it on that state so they could visually see who's doing what. And like the map started filling up. So it was kind of cool as the day went on. Um, so that was another piece of engagement, just seeing that up there um, and kind of piquing their interest before I even tell them anything. So what comes to mind for me, oh, I wish I was in the classroom because this would be so fun. How cool would it be to even like move on from that. And um, our friend William recently, uh, he's been doing a map, but he has, he's been having his students write to the their different departments of agriculture. So he's been pinning on the map, these letters that the kids receive back. But I mean, we have so many connections with ag teachers. How cool would it be if like, Cam, you had your kids that picked North Dakota, email me or a teacher, right? Um, from whatever state and ask for them to mail like seeds of those commodities. Um, so that could be pretty fun. And I think you could you could expand this as much as you want to. Like I always did mystery commodity Skypes, um, which was a fun activity. So I feel like what you're already teaching, this isn't gonna be hard to slip in and match what you're doing 
And it's fun because they get to learn about like other states. It's not just like everyone's learned about Indiana and now they've heard 15 kids talk about, you know, corn or whatever. So, <laughs> um, so talk about like start to finish kind of how did you implement it in class? So they spun the wheel, they got their state. How did it look from then on out? Yeah, so once they got their state's name, which was the first step, um, I made them each do like a drawing on a piece of paper of, okay, so we walked through all the requirements. This is your assignment. Um, this is what you're going to end up doing. But today, so introducing it is just a work day. I actually introduced it on Friday. Um, so because I wanted them the weekend to get the materials that they're going to need eventually to do this, um, which of course some brought, some didn't. But we'll get to that. it off to see like okay that's a good layout and some of them really stuck to that so that was cool to see and then some of them of course completely went the other way which um they were scared that they were gonna get points off for that i was like no no no. as long as you had the idea and you know what you're gonna be putting on there um and then the research aspects of finding their top five commodities um the state department of agriculture logo so i show them what ours looks like in indiana um and i tell them that each state has one so some of them were kind of harder to find than others um, so that whole day was research. And then, um, so they came back in on Monday and ended up, I was going to give them three days, ended up being the entire week. Um, so it did take a little bit longer than I thought it was going to. So, um, that's something that looking in the future, I need to figure out how I can make sure these students are on the right path when it comes to time management. Um, cause a whole week of just doing a project can get a little bit long and then some get done on that third day so they're just sitting there so i need to work on that um, for the next time what are some you kind of alluded to it right with the bringing materials but what are some maybe other challenges that you faced from um doing this project that you would kind of change yeah so time management was definitely the first one just making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing um, or if they didn't bring their stuff in on that monday how can I give them something to do in the meantime? So some of them were drawing the, the State Department of Ag logo or drawing a cow because that's one of their um, commodities. So making sure that each kid is doing what they need to do to get this float done um, in a timely way. And then some students had trouble getting a shoebox. Um, so I had some, but my first period went through all of those boxes really quick. So I think something to look in the future too is to um, see if you can collect some or I didn't even email my other teachers so I should have done that just, just to see if they had anything um, and tissue boxes work really well too some of them use tissue boxes um, so that works as well um, and then some other challenges is just some of those kids that weren't as engaged how can I make sure that they're still getting something out of it even though they're just going to slap a box together and write on there the state's name and write each commodity on there so how can I make sure that those students are still getting something out of it um, or that there's why well, a kid that was kind of embarrassed because theirs didn't look as good um, as the other one. So like, how can I manage that too? So that was a challenge that I wasn't expecting um, because they were really like, wow, that one looks really good and mine looks like crap. So how do we make sure those students are um, keeping engaged and making sure that their attitude is still good throughout this assignment? So talk about a few of the supplies. So obviously shoe boxes, but what are some other things that either 
your kids brought in that a teacher should prepare for or just other supplies that you kind of had on hand um, as a backup? Yeah, so the shoeboxes definitely. Um, I also have like a scrap pile of cardboard. So some of them built a box. Some of them even took the construction paper from the teacher before me. So we're still going through that. So I let them use anything of that. So some of them built a box using those. Um, I provide hot glue guns and glue sticks. I don't want them bringing them in or thinking they have to go buy them. So I have plenty in my classroom. So I tell them that, hey, don't bring this. You can bring glue sticks, but don't bring the glue guns to school because um, I have those for you. Um, and then I feel like most ag teachers just have a random drawer or part of their classroom that's just random craft supplies. Um, and I accumulate more and more, especially like after this project, a lot of kids left some stuff. So now I have like an even bigger pile. So I put all of that out on the front table. Um, but I did make sure that they I made them all look at it before and it needed to look like that when they left the classroom, because as we know, students just everything goes everywhere. Um, so all of those craft supplies, but some students um, I make it very clear that they do not have to buy anything and I don't expect them to go home and buy anything. I send out and I send out the assignment to the parents through an email too, just so they know, so they don't go home and be like, oh, Mr. Frazier told me I have to go buy this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, not what I said. So I send that email out. So that's something that's super important um, in terms of don't have to buy anything. Um, I also, a lot of them wanted me to print stuff for them because our students don't have access to printers. And I said, I'm not gonna do that because that would just be chaotic in itself, me trying to print all of that stuff. Um, so a lot of them ended up like drawing stuff out or tracing it on a computer. Um, some other stuff they brought in were like little animal figurines. So some of the pictures you see, they may have those on there um, to bring those in. A lot of them brought extra pieces of cardboard to like build stuff out of. Um, so the kids kind of, some of them went all out. Um, and then some of them that didn't buy anything, they're still turned out awesome too. So I kind of kept I kept ended up only keeping two floats because I had to limit myself. Um, and one was a kid that bought some stuff. And then one was a girl and she didn't buy anything. She drew it all out. So I wanted to keep those two to show like, hey, this one turned out amazing and she did not buy a thing. So um, those are a lot of the things that they did with in terms of supplies. Well, and so the cost of this is is not great. I mean, just collect things. Um, like you said, email out to teachers to say, like, I'm collecting shoe boxes. If you know you're going to be doing this project, put it out on social media. You will get way too many shoe boxes, but you'll be thankful that you did um, because parents at the start of school, when they're stocking up their kids with all their school shoes, right, they're just going to bring you the shoe box. And um, that's just one more piece. Like you said, Cam, you don't want your kids to go home and feel like, I can't be successful because I don't have this. So at least um, you can you can kind of meet meet them at the door with with some of those things. So really low cost. I mean, like you said, um, so fun. I think it would be okay. So you know how the dogless dog show, you have like a dog show. Did you have like an actual parade? No, I did not. But I posted this and a couple of ag teachers reached out and said they wanted to do this. And one of them, she did. And I can't remember. I should have looked it up before this. But she posted and she had some kids that put it on like a remote control car. And so they were oh, driving in the hallway. She put some had strings. So they were pulling it. Uh -huh. And she has a video clip of her rolling through. 
I'm gonna try to find it real quick um, as we keep talking. But yeah, well, that's I definitely something. That would be fun, even if they don't do something like that. Like them, like pulling, you know, having it to the front of the classroom, and part of their assignment would be to, um, to announce their float. I mean, maybe have them watch like a portion of like the Rose Bowl parade, so they can see like what gets announced, like how is it introduced, and they write that script. So then when their float comes up to the front, you know, they're narrating their float. Um, I think that would be so much fun. Yes. That, yeah. And so now I'm getting all the ideas of what I need to do yeah. next year for it, for sure. I did have one kid that brought in a remote control car. So I did have one um, and he went all out with it. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, I love that idea. Well, and that's the best thing is the more you do this, the more you'll realize, oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. And I guarantee you, your kids are going to come up with some cool idea too um, to add to it, and um, that's what makes something like this so so fun. Mm -hmm. I did find who posted it. It's MHS Ag Teacher um, Ali Herbal Herbal. So she posted, and she has them walking out. And she has like music with it, like parade music. So that was really cool. Um, getting to see them get to do that. Um, so that was yeah. fun. That, that is a ton of fun. And I think, I mean, Brianna, if if commodities isn't what you teach, does something else come to mind to, like, modify an, an activity like this? Well, I think, you know, like kind of Cam was mentioning, I think it was Cara from California has done, like, the Rose Bowl parades before um, because she teaches a lot of floral. Like, that's who comes to mind when I think of it. But I think that would be really fun. Um, even like, I don't know if you had your students like develop a new food product and their and company yeah. had to have a float in a parade to advertise their new food product or, um, a new maybe breed like egg sales, yeah. egg business. Like, I mean, kind of maybe talking a little bit about political races and, and parades and I don't know. So, I mean, I think you could totally modify this idea if commodities isn't something that you have in your program so any last tips or tricks that you have cam for our listeners about your state commodity float activity yeah i think um for me i've tried a lot of new things in my classroom that have worked and some that haven't so if you're just thinking uh hey maybe i want to try this and it's not going to work um, or you just want to try something new i'm just going for it i've had a lot that have failed so then I've kind of modified those. And I think as teachers, we kind of know, like, um, we want to try something new and it may completely fall flat. We're super excited for it. And they don't, they take nothing or something like this. Um, where I was like, it could go either way. Um, and some of my students absolutely loved this assignment um, and still talk about it. And then I had my kids that I had an intro last year, they graduated or they moved on to be freshmen. So they were like, what? And they have like me and some other classes. So they were super mad that they didn't get to do this project. So I think just like jumping in because you never really know um, what our students are going to click with and what's going to stay with them. Um, so just going out there and trying something new. Yeah, you have nothing to lose. Yeah, at all. So, well, if more people um, have questions or want to reach out to you, what is the best way that they can contact you? Yeah, so I'm pretty active on my teacher Instagram, which is agteachfraz, um, or phrase, so agteachfraz, um, and my, I have a Teachers Pay Teachers that this um, assignment is actually free on, so if you 
um, one ago that it's the same. So it's um, Ag Teach Fraz also on Teachers Pay Teachers. Um, you can also reach out on Facebook um, or email me, which is just cfraser at south or sputnam.k12.in.us. Awesome. Well, Cam, thanks so much for sharing what your really cool activity. Uh, for everyone listening, make sure you check out our show notes um, for this activity as well and check out um, Cam's Teachers Pay Teachers for all the great um, things that he's doing. Uh, as always, like here by the Owl Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, if you want to watch this uh, episode live, you can head on over and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And last but not least, uh, we do have exclusive content that's dropping monthly to our Patreon um, group. So if you download the Patreon app, uh, search here by the All Podcast, and then subscribe, you will get exclusive content um, from our podcast as well. So thanks for listening.